What's going on? It's Justin, and it's uh, Sunday, May 13th, 2018. Haven't checked in in a while, and uh, getting into why on that, but uh, a little bit of a summary of what i got to talk about. It's kind of a mixed basket of items I want to get to on this podcast. First of all, I'm back to work. I don't want to get into that a little bit. Um, not wanting to podcast is another uh, big topic I wanted to get to on this one because it's been like 19 days or something since I did the last one. And uh, I've been really holding myself back on this and I, I kind of want to explore that a little bit. And um, there's been a number of events that are that I've been to in the last couple of weeks and um, some that are coming up and I've got a lot of guests that I want to get to coming soon, but, uh, I need to, I need to be okay with myself first. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit. So that, that's the intro and, uh, this is where I put music in. If I even remember, if I even remember how to do this and then I'll start talking about other things. Okay, so I think I'm going to touch on the whole uh, not wanting to podcast piece first. I, uh, I'll i talk about getting back into work in a minute, but uh, a large part of why I haven't been doing this for the last couple of weeks is because I am back to work. And uh, it's, it's, it's been a big change. I went from, you know, doing nothing all day or... My day would consist of make, taking my dog for a walk or do, trying to self-care uh, when when my my head got heavy. I was playing video games, I was watching Netflix, taking my dog for a walk, saw stuff like that. And I uh, went from not a whole lot of activity to, you know, I'm full swing in a job now. And uh, I'm really enjoying it, but I, I find myself tired when I get home from work every night. So that's uh, that's part of the reason why I haven't been doing a podcast recently. It's just that I, I'm kind of exhausted when I get home. I'm, I'm really loving what I'm doing right now. But for some reason, like it's kind of every day when I when I get in the car and start driving home, I get uh, I seem to start getting anxious for no apparent reason, and it's almost like I've exerted all my mental energy to. Uh, get through the day at work and then when I can then when I kind of decompress it all kind of hits me all at once so when I get home I want to I want to do a podcast but at the same time I don't because I feel I feel like all of a sudden I just started to feel like I'm not good at this I um I just felt like I didn't, I didn't have anything to offer. That the longer I go along with this, am I just exposing flaws in my personality and things like that? And I, I, I don't really know how to explain it other than that. But I don't. I just felt like I didn't want to. It was too. It created anxiety. The very thought of just sitting here and doing this. This is a Sunday morning, and I just uh, kind of get out of bed and. 
I I had a podcast early, early in the beginning where I didn't want to do it. And I thought that's the perfect time to do it. Share those thoughts and feelings that I'm thinking in the moment. And I've really shied away from that recently. It's kind of become... This thing started to feel like a chore and that was never the intention. I, uh... This morning, even, you know, I, I've been thinking about it all weekend. I said, yeah, I just got to get up and do it. And if this thing stinks, then it stinks. But I got to keep pushing forward because I, uh, I've i been reaching out to a lot of people on Twitter that um, are reaching out for help. And I'm kind of reaching in and saying, you know, you're going to get through this and just trying to provide positive reinforcement. And ultimately, I started this podcast to tell my story in real time how I'm feeling, how I'm thinking, and hopefully it's helping somebody. And uh, I really just kind of lost sight of that in the last couple of weeks that it was it kind of became more about me. And I just wasn't ready to get back into it. But and I'm not ready this morning, but here I am. I'm going to, I'm talking at this mic and you know post this and hopefully someone listens to it. And hopefully uh, people continue to listen to this because, um, I think people told me it helps, so I wanted to I wanted to keep helping. I uh I actually postponed two interviews I had scheduled in, in recent weeks. Um one was be they're both with uh fellow mental health podcasters and the first one I postponed because I it's a new podcast. I really wanted to listen to all of the episodes. And uh, get a get a feel for the content and and this and what uh, what they're trying to achieve to before I had that conversation. I just hadn't gotten around to listening to all those episodes yet. But um, as soon as I do, hopefully in the next few weeks, I'll I'll have that person on for for an interview to kind of promote their podcast. And the other one uh, was is, is another podcast that's been out for a while now, a little over a year, I believe. And uh, they're based in the United States. I have listened to a few of their episodes, but um, when I did my interview with Clint Malartrack a few weeks ago, that ran up my uh, my long distance bill a little bit. So I kind of wanted to not do it on the phone. So I was going to explore other avenues with that. But like I said, I this thing has just been anxiety inducing, and I kind of just kept putting off trying to figure out how to do the interview in another way, and then. I I just I kind of lost a little bit of self confidence, beating myself up, thinking I'm talking to this other podcaster. They've been doing it a year. They're a podcast a little more polished than mine. Maybe I'm just gonna come off as a joke with these people, and I shied away from it on that basis as well. I was like, I, I I'm I'm not any good at this. I don't want to look like a fool, and that sort of thing. So I postponed that one as well. I know that I need to be better than that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna circle back with these two in the next couple of weeks and get those ones done. I've got uh, a couple others lined up now, and um, thanks to uh, Michelle Sparling in particular, but others. Um, I reached out on Twitter looking for other people that I could interview. Um, you know who who be good topics of conversation, who would be good people to uh, to raise the profile of to help tell their story through this podcast and um, 
tons of feedback on that. And I, I got to hammer those out in the next couple of months as well. Uh, I just had to slow down a little bit, though. Uh, as much as I, I I'm talking about beating myself up over this, when I when I tweeted about not being able to do the podcast recently, had lots of feedback on that as well, saying you know you're you're doing great things, take the time you need, you'll get back into it, and that's kind of what I'm doing now. Nineteen, it's been like nineteen days since the last one. Time to get back on the horse. I, get, I do have another interview set up, a very exciting one set up for this coming weekend. So, like, I'll have another one out next weekend at some point. But um, that one's not getting canceled. That, that's, a, that's a big interview, and I'm excited to do it. So, we might as well transition into my uh, return to work. And I. I want to because it's kind of a nice segue. I said that it'll be up next weekend at some point, the next podcast that I do, but I don't, I'm not entirely sure when I'm going to get around to editing that one because I have a football training camp to take care of or to help take care of starting the end of next week, next Sunday, because I am now the communication specialist for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Really excited to uh, be working with this team, but in particular, I am where I am right now because I'm working alongside my former manager from the Hamilton Bulldogs. Loved working with him. Best manager I've ever had. His uh, colleague in the communications department was our former intern at the Hamilton Bulldogs, and uh, he ended up going over to the Thai Cats to intern with with my old manager, which turned into a contract for that guy, which turned into a full-time opportunity for that guy. And then he jumped over. He got a really big opportunity uh, out west. And uh, there, so there was a vacancy that opened up there, and I, I really liked working with both of those guys. But... Um, my my manager was the first one that I worked with, and like I said, best manager I ever had. And when the opportunity came up, it was kind of a, a position open with him specifically. I kind of jumped at that opportunity, and it's a unique opportunity because I uh, I'm jumping into something that I'm familiar with, jumping in with someone I'm familiar with. It's a really comfortable situation, and it's not perfect because, to be blunt, um, I took a bit of a pay cut to to jump on, but considering what I've been through in the last six months, in the last couple of years, the last several years, really dating back to, I can't remember if I get into this in the podcast before or not, but I was, uh, about three years ago, let go from the Hamilton Bulldogs. There was a a transition in that organization. They went from being the minor league affiliate of the Montreal Canadiens. They sold that franchise. That franchise moved to St. John's, Newfoundland. And at the same time, the same owner purchased a Ontario Hockey League franchise. That's junior hockey. American Hockey League is professional hockey. And the, the junior team came into town or replaced the professional team. And with that, it was just nearly a smaller staff, and I kind of get cut as a as a result of that. And um, 
obviously I've been suffering from depression for years, but that really triggered a, a more severe um, state of mind, and I just kind of spiraled over the last three years. And then, like in my in my last position I was at, like it just kept getting worse and worse, and obviously ended up on sick leave, and then I'm I am where I am now, where. You know, I, I, you, if you've been listening, I was in the hospital a couple months ago, got med straightened out, therapy started to click. Here we are. I'm, I'm feeling a lot better. I'm, I'm in a better place now than I've been in a very, very long time. And the opportunity to go back to work with the best manager I've ever had in a situation, in an environment that I'm familiar with and comfortable with, that being like a professional sports environment. It, there's just a, a significant level of comfort there for me. I'm going into a situation where there's not too, too much pressure on me. It, you know, we're between my manager and I and an intern. He he told me on, on Friday that it's the strongest team he's ever had going into his fourth season, season with the, uh, with the team. Just, just because you know, I, I bring a significant amount of experience and, it's just a it's a good place to be for both of us, and over the next few months, because I'm on a contract right now, I, I get I, I have an opportunity to get a feel for the organization, decide whether I want to be there long term. I think as long as my my old manager's there, my new my old new manager, I'm gonna want to be there because it's I in the past I guess I've been hanging out there the last couple of weeks. Um, getting getting familiar and putting some work in. Had went through a the league draft was last week, and there's been some pressure, anxiety inducing moments, but uh, I've been able to handle it just because the the just because the situation is so good. My manager and I get along really well, and uh, we 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 have the same kind of personality in a few ways and it's just it's just a good situation i'm so uh, yeah so i'm just so thankful to be in the situation i'm in and the next few months give me an opportunity to kind of feel out what's going to happen next there's a soccer team in a, in a brand new soccer league in canada starting up in hamilton in 2019 and you know maybe there's an opportunity to, to move over there it's it's also owned by the tiger cats ownership group and uh, there's a couple other opportunities maybe to, to move back to Nova Scotia in the in the pipeline as well. So what this is also allowing me to do is for the first time in maybe my entire life, I kind of have an opportunity right now to just live in the moment, take things a day at a time. That's kind of the what I preach to people on Twitter is one day at a time. It just gets tomorrow. And that's kind of what I'm able to do right now. You know, what happens in the next few months does not matter in the slightest. So I have an opportunity to enjoy each day, put everything I have mentally into each day. And it's an opportunity to gradually continue to get better because I, you know, I'm not 100%, but I'm maybe like 80%. But that 20% is definitely going to take some work over the next couple of months. And I couldn't ask for a better situation work-wise 
to allow myself to do that. Another reason why my current situation is huge work-wise is because my old new manager has been incredibly supportive. This uh, this opportunity has kind of been in the works for a few months. Didn't know if it was going to come together. When I was in the hospital in March, end of February, slash early March, I called him while I was in the hospital and was like, is this going to come together? And he's like, I don't know. I'm still working on it. He's like, why? What's up? I was like, oh, well, I'm in the hospital right now. I kind of wanted to kill myself. And I, I was very can't, I was very open about that. And, you know, he expressed genuine concern. And the biggest thing is that when, when the time came that this opportunity was actually going to come together, the conversation I had with him, calling him while I was in the hospital, admitting what was going on, didn't phase him. Like he still wanted to hire me. Still wanted to. He still said that I was the best candidate overwhelmingly for the job, and he he kind of said in the beginning that it would be a best case scenario for him as well. And he he didn't waver from that when even after I was very open about what uh, what I was struggling with. So that was. That that was just incredible. And then another piece is that uh, I met with a uh, another senior management person at the at the Tiger Cats before I was officially hired. And I'm not going to get into the details of that conversation, but I was going into an interview where I thought I was going to have to defend myself and tell them why my mental illness shouldn't be a concern. And what I got back was that my mental illness is not going to be a concern. And I had 100% support. I was kind of hit with that before I got the opportunity to explain myself, which was incredible. So I could not possibly ask for a better situation than I'm in, which, uh, Something I want to touch on quickly. I don't want to get into it too much because I just feel like I'm going to be ripping on people, and that's you know that's not right. But I did want to kind of get something off my chest. Now that I'm not with my last employer anymore, um, I've been kind of holding back on on them for the last few months just because I didn't know what the situation was going to be. Uh, from the outset, I felt like it was in my best interest due to my mental illness being contributed somewhat to my work environment that I was previously in. I didn't want to admit publicly that it was a factor because, you know, I might have had to go go back and I was open from the outset. I was open to going back. I was pretty confident I wouldn't be going back, but I left that door open because I felt if I just get maybe, you know, I'm kind of messed up in the head. And if I just kind of sort that stuff out, that I would be able to go back to work where I was before. That, you know, maybe all of this was truly just on me and the people around me weren't at fault in any of this. And I just needed to get myself better and I could go back to the environment that I was in. But as the months went by, it just felt more and more likely that I wouldn't be going back. 
bluntly because I got zero support from my managers. My manager, my direct manager, as well as my manager's manager, to be specific, or the uh, managing director of the department in the marketing firm that I worked at. Zero support. And when I say zero support, I mean absolutely no support. I won't. I won't dwell on that a whole lot more. But I will. It is kind of. This is a a good example of. What I, I kind of mean when I say no support. I uh, A couple of weeks ago, I, I reached out to HR and I said, I'm not going to be returning. Here's my end date. Thank you specifically for your support. So I guess when I say no support from the organization, that's not entirely true. HR was incredibly supportive through this. They... Uh, Anything that I needed, they were quick to answer. I was concerned about a performance bonus not being paid out. And, uh, you know, they provided me the reassurance that, uh, you know, it was going to be paid on this date. It was going to be this amount. And and that uh, that made me comfortable with, uh, you know, kind of kind of moving on that I would get the that bonus that I that I'd earned. So HR was was great. I'll 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 add that. But here's besides that, like my manager, my manager's manager, my managing director of the of the department. This 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 what I'm about to say really illustrates that I think. So when I after I put my notice in, but a week later I got a card in the mail. And it was from my former employer. And my what what is this? So why what am I getting? What am I opening here? So I open up the envelope and it's a birthday card. I put in my notice at the end of April. Officially started my new job May 1st. And then like the first week of May, I get a letter in the mail from my old employer and it's a birthday card. My birthday was March 22nd, over a month ago. So my assumption is that that my birthday... So what they do at my old employer is they pass a card pass cards around the office every month of whoever's birthday it is, everybody signs it. And to me, it's a very, to be blunt, it's a kind of a, it's a kind of a hollow, worthless gesture of, I don't know. I don't even know what the gesture is, but hey, it's your birthday, we're acknowledging that essentially. So I get in the mail, I'm assuming it was on my desk for the past month, or it was being held by somebody until I got back, and then when they found I wasn't getting back, they just sent it to me. So I got a birthday card in the mail. And I saw that. I opened it up. And I said, are you kidding me? I got a birthday card. I've been off work for six months. They know why. I was in the hospital. I wanted to kill myself. And I got a birthday card. My employer that I was with before that, I was with for six months. It was a basketball team. And when they heard I was in the hospital, one of the guys in the office took the card around, took a card around to everybody that 
I worked with while I was there in my in my brief existence with that team because I was going through some mental health issues at the time there and I didn't realize it and I was blaming other people and I just want to get out of there. And as I've learned through the past six months of self-evaluation and healing was that I shouldn't have left there. And that was kind of capped off by one of the guys in the office taking a card around and everybody wrote a very heartfelt message about um, just a, an encouragement type of thing that I'm going to get through this and I'll get better and I deserve to get better and that sort of thing. And they sent me a, a, a team jersey. I worked there for six months, two years ago, and that's what they did for me. And my last employer, who I was with while I was on sick leave, couldn't be bothered to call, couldn't be bothered to email, couldn't be bothered to text, couldn't be bothered to send the same, send a card around in the same type of way that you would send that worthless birthday card around and have a few people write a note that we're thinking of you. Nobody bothered to do that. And it's a, it's a little thing, but I think that kind of illustrates the kind of situation that I was in. And it illustrates how how right I am to be moving on. I'll add that before I went on sick leave, there were a couple of different people that were off work due to physical ailments. And as soon as they went off, a card was passed around the office in the same way that the birthday card was. And people were writing heartfelt messages of, you're going to get through this, or thinking of you. One person was off for a couple of months due to surgery. Another person was off for a couple of months for or a few weeks for I don't know what, but it was a physical ailment. And... um it was not a it was never a second it was never a second guest idea to send out a card to them we're thinking of you but as i mentioned i was off for 6 months got to a place so dark that i had to be hospital had to be hospitalized and i got crickets think that that tells me once and for all where I stood there, what people thought of me, and really just instills in me that I couldn't have made a better decision to get out of there. That was the, that was exactly what I needed was to move on. And with that, I'll move on to the next topic. I guess the last thing I wanted to talk about was just quickly a couple of things have been going on in recent, in the, I guess in the past week, really. Thursday night, I, I went to the Canadian Mental Health Association, Halton Region Branches. Second, I went to my second annual speaker series. They were doing the speaker series during Mental Health Week for years, but last year, it was that was my first event that I'd ever volunteered at. That was with Sean McCann of Great Big C. He told his story of his struggle with mental illness, with abuse and addiction, and it was very well done. He had he had, he sang some songs from his new album and his old album about his depression and mental illness, and 
That was very nice. This year it was a similar thing, but um, kind of with a with a bigger name. It was uh, Stephen Page, formerly the Bare Naked Ladies, this year, and I loved the way he told his story. He kind of talked for like an hour and then played a couple of songs, but um, my my wife and my mom and me were kind of talking about how it went afterwards, and uh, my my wife kind of said. I thought that he kind of kind of rambled for a bit and like didn't really talk about what was what was wrong and what she meant by that was he had a large introduction and kind of talked all about how he had a very normal childhood and you know had a had a privileged upbringing and all of that and I said well no I think that was that part was very very important for him to explain that because what he was getting at and what he said was that there was not necessarily a reason why I was depressed. There wasn't a trigger. It wasn't a result of my parents being abusive or negligent or, or contributing anything negative to my upbringing. I just started to feel awful and get down on myself and all of that. And that's, and this turned into a spiral. And what and his main message was that it doesn't, there doesn't have to be a reason. And I think that's kind of what has happened with me. I, I go back to when I was in grade five and I had pneumonia. I missed a whole bunch of, t- not pneumonia, I had uh, mono and missed significant time from school. And then I, I, I guess I assume there's a kind of a blurred line there where I think I was I was probably better from the mono, but I I didn't want to go to school, basically. And I was really down on myself at that time. It's like 38 days of school that year or something like that. I think that's where my depression began and it just kind of kept on, like it never got rectified until I guess very recently and it's not rectified now, but maybe it never will be, but I'm, I'm, I'm at a place where I can manage it and I know how to handle myself if I get low. And there doesn't have to be a reason for why all this happened to me. I think that was incredibly powerful and important. Stephen had a very had a wonderful story. Talked about um, his battles with addiction and having to tell his family after he got uh, busted for drug possession, and uh, how he overcame it. And there was a bit of a Q and A. Talked about why he became a mental health advocate and and stuff like that, and it was just, it was a wonderful evening, and he was, he, he sang a couple of songs, he sang a new one, and he sang uh, Brian Wilson, the former Bare Naked Ladies song, well, still Bare Naked Ladies song, I guess, and he, oh man, what a voice, that guy, he's just, he's so talented, and to see a guy like that, who, you know, when you look at that, and compare that to the everyday person, you think he's got the world by the ass, and here he is, low on himself, turning to drugs, um, not wanting to live. Wrote many songs about depression. And if that guy can get depressed for no particular reason, I think that illustrates perfectly how it can happen to anyone. So after the Stephen Page event on Thursday night, uh, Saturday, fast forward to Saturday, 
had the opportunity to take part in the March for Mental Health Toronto. That was uh, the topic of my previous podcast and my conversation with Courtney Taylor. The March for Mental Health is in the past now, but if you haven't listened to that, listened to that episode, please go do so because it's a wonderful initiative. They're already talking about year three for that uh, for that March and who they can get to speak and how they can make it bigger and better. And I think it's a wonderful thing. I, um, I think that there should have been 10 or 100 times more people than there was there. So I would guesstimate maybe like 500 people took part. But knowing that mental health affects everyone, whether you suffer from it or you know someone who does and it affects you that way, everyone's affected. And I think we all need to start rallying behind it, behind this cause to get it the exposure it deserves in government and get things changed so mental health is treated like physical health and that you don't have to pay for services and that, at least in Canada, we don't have to pay for basic health care in Canada. That's how it should be with mental health as well. And we need to get to a place where mental health, really, I don't think this this issue is going to be solved until mental health is at the forefront of our healthcare system. And as I've said in previous podcasts, that mental health issues can manifest themselves physically in so many ways. And until we figure out a way to put mental health at the forefront of our healthcare system, it's going to put a strain on our healthcare system through ER visits like me, ending up in the hospital because you want to end your life or whatever. And not just that, but the the strain on the system in terms of the physical ailments, whether it's diabetes or cancer or emphysema or from smoking, like smoking causes so many ailments. And a lot of that is attributed to stress and, you know, potentially mental health issues. And there's there's a whole load of, illnesses that are directly attributed to mental health issues. If we can deal with mental health issues, it's going to take a strain off our system in terms of health, or in terms of ER visits and, and the physical ailments that are associated with mental illness. So once we figure that out, I think our healthcare system will be in a much better place. And it starts with mental health. Everything starts with mental health. So I was very honored to take part in that. March around Nathan Phillips Square. Heard some great speakers. Empowering stuff. Encouraging stuff. Probably part of the reason why I'm sitting here right now to talk on this podcast into this mic. Hopefully somebody out there hears it. Is because other people got up, told their story, and it reminded me that I'm trying to do the same thing and I need to get back at it and I got to stop worrying about what people think of me. Stop worrying about what I think of myself, really. Just, you know, push forward. Makes a difference. I still like to think so. So the March for Mental Health was amazing too. Love it. I asked Courtney if I could be part of the organizing committee for next year's event. Let's try to make this thing bigger and better. I look forward to hearing more from her on that. Hopefully I can get involved. And, uh, yeah, just a great way to spend a Saturday.
I also wanted to mention that uh, Paul Hansel Foundation, run by the great Brian Hansel out here in, in Halton region, has uh, Clint Malarchuk, the subject of one of my previous podcast interviews, coming to Burlington in June. I think it's June 10th, June 10th or June 11th. Check out the CMHA website, CMHA Halton or the Paul Hansel Foundation website, check them out. Uh, I don't remember the exact date off the top of my head, and I don't have my phone here to check it, so just go look it up. Clint Malarchuk is an inspiring individual, the author of The Crazy Game, How I Survived in the Crease and Beyond. Go check out that book. It's the best book I've ever read. It uh, probably helped me get out of the hospital sooner. Because he has been through everything. And he's battled back. He shot himself in the head. If you haven't heard this before. Two, the, the bullet is lodged two millimeters from his brain. And he's here to talk about it. And uh, just an inspiring individual. He's going to be in in Burlington in June. And I can't wait to hopefully meet him in person. And uh, get to hear his story in person. Wanted to mention that again. And as I wrap this thing up, I think I think I'm gonna shut this down for now. I think this is enough for a Sunday morning. I'll edit this. Take me the rest of the day to edit this thing. I haven't done this in a few weeks. It's gonna take me forever. But uh, hopefully, it's helpful. Uh, I've got some new guests coming soon, as I mentioned before. Uh, inspiring mental health advocate Mark Hennick is going to be on the podcast to tell his story next week. Uh, I have lots of other stuff on the go. I've got mental health advocates. I've got authors. I've got uh, speakers planned for this thing in the coming weeks. And I'm going to get back on the horse. There's going to be more frequent podcasts. I won't be. I won't take 19 days again. I hope. I promise. And uh, hopefully I'm going to we start making some noise with this thing. I feel like I'm a little out of it right now. So uh, I'm not used to talking to myself for almost an hour. So I'm going to stop and go and enjoy my day. Maybe go play some tennis, take the dog for a walk. I haven't played tennis yet, mid-May. Weather's nice, it's tennis time. My wife and I get into tennis last year, it's a lot of fun. You should try it. Anyway, this feels weird. I'm going to go now. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.